and had a little success, but then he married an actress, and they came back to Pickaxe to manage the family business and launch a theater club. Larry's daughter was the medical doctor who advised Quillerin to consume more broccoli, less coffee, and one banana a day. After taking leave of the cats, Quillerin walked downtown to Landspeak's department store. From the barnyard, an unpaved road led through a dense patch of woods to the park circle, where Main Street divided around a small park. On its rim were two churches, the courthouse, the public library, and a huge block of fieldstone that had once been the Klingenchurn mansion. Now it was a theater for stage productions and the headquarters of the Pickaxe Theater Club. Northward, Main Street was a stretch of stone buildings more than a century old, now housing stores, offices, and the newly refurbished Macintosh Inn. The Landspeaks department store, which had started a century before, advertised new-fashioned ideas with old-fashioned service. Arriving there, Quillerin walked between glass cases of jewelry, scarves, handbags, cosmetics, and blouses— to the officers in the rear, bowing to the clerks who hailed him, "'Hi, Mr. Q. How's Coco, Mr. Q?' He was known not only for his lively newspaper column and his philanthropy and his Siamese cats, he also had a magnificent pepper-and-salt moustache. It had not been equaled since Mark Twain visited Pickaxe in 1895." Quillerin was a well-built six-feet-two in his fifties with a pleasing manner and mellifluous voice, but it was his impressive moustache and brooding gaze that attracted attention. His photo appeared at the top of each quill-pen column. Both Landspeaks were working in the office. Apart from their voice quality, there was nothing about the couple to mark them as actors— There was nothing striking about them, but on stage they could assume different personalities with professional skill. At the moment, they were small-town storekeepers. "'Sit down, Quill. I suppose you're well acquainted with our play,' Larry said. "'We read it in college and went around talking like Lady Bracknell for the rest of the semester. Also, I've seen it performed a couple of times. It's a very stylish comedy. I'm curious to know why you scheduled it for this area, the boondocks, if you'll pardon the expression.' "'Good question,' Larry replied. "'Ask her. Wives sometimes rush in where husbands fear to tread.' Throwing a humorous smirk in his direction, Carol explained, "'The club presents one classic play every year, and Larry and I happen to agree that Oscar Wilde is one of the wittiest playwrights who ever lived. The Lockmaster Group did this play at the Academy of Arts two years ago. Superb!' "'And Alden Wade, who played Jack Worthing, has just relocated in Pickaxe and joined the theater club. "'He's terrifically talented and good-looking.' "'What brought him to Moose County?' Quillerin asked. "'The tragic loss of his wife,' Carol said. "'He needed a drastic change of scene. It's definitely our game. "'And since he has sold his property, a horse farm, I believe, it looks as if he intends to stay.' "'That guy,' Larry interrupted, "'does the stylized upper-crust Jack Worthing so well "'that the rest of the cast is finding it contagious. "'We had trouble casting the role of Algernon,' Carol went on, "'so Alden suggested Ronnie Dixon, "'who played the role in Lockmaster, "'and was willing to help out, "'even though it's a sixty-mile round-trip drive for every rehearsal, "'and he hasn't missed a single one. "'Which is more than I can say for our own people,' Larry added. Now all we need to worry about is the audience. They'll be hearing perfectly straight-faced actors speaking outrageous lines. How will they react? I know a few who'll call it silly and walk out.
Carol said, "'Most people in Moose County like a laugh, but will they get the point? I'm wondering, Quill, if you could write the program notes with that in mind.' "'Precisely why I'm here. I've noticed that our audiences never read the program notes before the show. They're too busy chatting with people they know in the surrounding seats.' What they should know, in order to enjoy the play to the fullest, is not read until they get home. So, here's my idea. Tuesday, to be exact. I'll devote the Quill column to an explanation of the Oscar Wilde style. I like the idea, Carol cried. Everyone reads the Quill pen, and you have a way of educating people without their knowledge. True, Larry said. The locals have a sense of humor. It's simply a matter of getting them tuned in. Give him a script of the play, Carol. With the conference ended, Carol walked with him to the front door, and Larry plunged into a stack of paperwork. She asked,